0: It's seven minutes past five o'clock, 26 degrees right now, cloudy skies and snow headed our way. Let's take the drive at five the 18th day of January and another storm system making its way into the Pittsburgh region. Expected to start snowing this evening and through the early hours of Friday, National Weather Service said its confidence continues to increase in a large swath of the region that could see as much as 6 inches of snow, more in the mountain ridges of Westmoreland and Fayette counties. Pittsburgh, 4 to 6 inches. Areas northeast of the city, slightly lower amounts. They have now issued the winter weather advisory for all of western Pennsylvania and a winter storm warning for the eastern portions of Westmoreland and Fayette counties, as well as all of Somerset County. In that storm warning area, they're saying between 5 and 8 inches of snow can be expected. And on top of that, here's the thing that also makes it very difficult, is wind gusts as high as 35 miles per hour. In the advisory areas, slightly lower amounts of snow, 3 to 4 inches north and east, Six inches, perhaps, in the city. As the National Weather Service says, there's more confidence in the forecast for the higher snow totals in the ridges, while the totals in and around Pittsburgh could vary more widely. 509 right now, as law enforcement response to Uvalde and the school shooting was, in the words of the Department of Justice, a failure children's lives may have been saved if officers had responded differently to a gunman who opened fire at Robb Elementary School. That, according to the Justice Department findings today, it is a scathing report on the 2022 mass shooting that killed 22, including 19 students. They say poor coordination, training, and execution is what gave the active shooter more time. They say law enforcement response can only be described as a failure. It is a 600- page report that documents a series of police missteps, during more than an hour, that authorities waited to rush into the classroom. Their loved ones deserved better, said U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland at a news conference referring to the victims and the survivors. An investigation found Uvalde police officers had received improper active shooter training in the months leading up to the attack. They were erroneously taught that an active shooter event can easily morph into a hostage crisis. Much more on this coming up later on in the hour here on KDKA. Eleven days ago, Senator Lindsey Graham arrived for a private meeting in a lavish tent with ruby red rugs, low burgundy cushions in the western Saudi Arabian oasis town that is uh, part and parcel right now of discussions having to do with the U.S., Saudi Arabia, and Israel. Is it possible that that trio could ultimately bring some peace to the Middle East? The South Carolina Republican was a participant in a series of high-stakes meetings with the Crown Prince in recent weeks involving American lawmakers and diplomats hoping to rekindle a potential treaty between Saudi Arabia, Israel, and the United States. Their ambitious goal, hammer out a framework for concluding the Israel-Hamas war, stabilizing the Middle East and paving the way for some form of Palestinian self-governance in the Gaza Strip. The big question is, will the Israeli government and the Israeli public accept a path to a Palestinian state in exchange for an American-backed peace treaty? with Saudi Arabia. Despite the months of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and hardline members of his right-wing coalition publicly dismissing the idea of a Palestinian state after the attack, this normalization deal with Saudi Arabia that ends the Israel-Hamas war is seen as a potential political win for Netanyahu, according to six people familiar with those talks. Congress set to vote on preventing a government shutdown as Congress is scheduled to vote today on a bill that could prevent a partial government shutdown this weekend and keep federal funds flowing from March 1st and March 8th. The Democratic-led Senate would vote first. Then it would be the House, controlled by the Republicans. If both end up passing it, then it goes on to the president's desk for a signature. It would be the third stopgap bill since last September as the divided Congress struggles to figure out a way to agree on full-year government funding bills. The recent deal between the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, and the Senate Majority Leader, Chuck Schumer, on how much to spend in the new year has renewed hope of completing the process by now early March deadlines, but that is far from guaranteed as many of the so-called right-wing House Republicans have been rebelling against it. U.S. Senator Robert Menendez, New Jersey. His most ardent critic in the Senate is John Fetterman. And now Fetterman has just endorsed one of Menendez's primary challengers. Fetterman, you may remember, was the first senator to call on the New Jersey Democrat to resign following an indictment on federal corruption charges in September. Well, now Fetterman has announced that he is supporting U.S. Representative Andy Kim, the Democrat from New Jersey, for Menendez's job Mr. Kim faces Tammy Murphy, wife of Governor Phil Murphy, in the New Jersey Democratic primary. Kim is a man of integrity and deep honor, said Fetterman in a statement. We have seen that in his leadership in the Obama administration and in Congress. Fetterman has been very outspoken about Menendez and the role that he had in terms of raising money, being given money that would give favor to Egypt Fetterman began raising money for Kim's Senate race back in October, but did not endorse him until now. Fannie Mae rates expected to fall below 6 percent this year. And I shouldn't say Fannie Mae rates. Mortgage rates, according to Fannie Mae, are going to dip. The post-pandemic high was 7.8 percent last fall. Now the average 30-year mortgage rate expected to end this year, 2024, below 6 percent. Yet even as the housing market rebalances, home sales expected to remain below the long-term trajectory with a 30-year mortgage rate sitting at 6.6% right now. Mortgage rates tend to run counter to what they say is the demand for U.S. bonds, meaning when demand for bonds is up, mortgage rate Demand tends to fall. And we wrap up with a look at sports today as Steeler coach Mike Tomlin wrapped up the season with his final press conference today, saying that he expects to sign a contract extension in the offseason, a period that he says will bring many changes to the team. One of them includes a new offensive coordinator for the Steelers, and Tomlin says it will come from outside the organization. He has promoted from within the last two times that he's hired a coach to coordinate the offense. When asked why he I feel it is appropriate. Remember, Tomlin fired Matt Canada, who had no previous NFL experience before coming to the Steelers back in November. Running back coach Eddie Faulkner, quarterback coach Mike Sullivan, well, they handled the coordinating duties the remainder of the season, but they will not be involved in the search for a permanent replacement. I'm looking at outside candidates, said Tomlin, and I'm lining up the pecking order over there. He said that he is looking for a coach with previous experience coordinating an NFL Offense. It's 5.15, and that wraps up today's drive at 5. Those are the stories driving headlines on this, the 18th day of January.
1: (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too.